I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining, the birds are about, and there's a sudden pause in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. 15th hole here, driver's recommended. <laughs> oh, is he a caveman? Because it's suddenly clubbed up on. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> I mean, did he hit that with a dictionary? Because that was a terrible read. <laughs> G'day and welcome. This is Golf. Andrew Datto is my name. It is a real pleasure to bring you this podcast where I just get to talk to different people about the game that we all love and they have different perspectives from, you know, caddies to rabbis to um, Bruce Green, the pro at Royal Melbourne who was there for pretty much his whole professional life to this week to a guy called Sam Newburn. So Sam's, look, he's not at the very beginning of his golfing journey, but he's certainly near the start. He is a young golfing professional. He's a teacher. Um, He works with Empower Golf, so that's working with disabled golfers. He's got a terrific story to tell and a really good millennial slant on the game. I mean, we had a lovely chat. Uh, I learned some great things, a couple of really, really good lessons and and different perspectives and way to see the game. So it was a joy to talk to Sam. Uh, His his golf, his food, his wine, and he's terrific. And so we started at the most logical place to start. That's the beginning and how he got into the game of golf. I think you'll really like this. Sam Newbern, uh, golfing professional and golf teacher. First of all, the old man had me playing at three. So he used to take me down playing at three at Gordon Golf Club. And uh, I guess from there I joined Gordon at about 11. And then sort of, I think we played against Pimble Golf Club in the junior pennants at about 12 or 13. And they said, you should come to Pimble and ended up going over there. And then little, sort of... Little Spono yeah, side little deal. Spono straight <laughs> over there. Go, go join a nice club. But I mean, all... Gordon Golf Club, great place to grow up. Amazing to to play at a Muni course like that. You still got to hit shots. You play off every single lie you can imagine, and and, and that was cool. When I say Muni, I mean public. That's a yeah, bit yeah, more, no, I <laughs> a bit more parts. I'm on the American vibe. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, and then won three junior championships at Pimble back to back, and then won a club championship against Guy Wall, which was massive when I was about 18. Okay, who's Guy Wall? Guy Wall. He's now actually playing on the senior 
tour here wow. and he's qualified last year but he's uh, shooting six unders on the reg now so he so how, how old are you when you knocked him over I was 18 right and he'd been bridesmaid about four times as well um, there so it was a big win yeah I think I, I ended up having two eagles on the back nine of, uh, <laughs> of the or back 18 sorry so yeah. chipped in on the second and then hold about a 50 footer on the 13th or the 12th sorry for another eagle and yeah so isn't it funny that you remember yeah that you remember the shots in the holes do, mm. you, do you remember your bad shots no right. I remember hooking one left and then hitting an amazing oh, so three iron up to, <laughs> onto the green and then holding it but it was yeah I just putted amazing that whole championship I grew up I was an amazing putter <laughs> I just used to hole a lot of putts and then, yeah yeah so okay I so mean, what's so what's the deal with You'll see we, we I go all over the place. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what, you're an amazing putter. What is the secret to putting? Let's oh, well, being young and, and not caring is probably the biggest secret. I mean, I, I feel like that's probably one of the biggest secrets of golf is sort of hit it like you don't care. You know, if you worry too much and you're thinking about too much what you're doing, I mean, I think Bruce was saying the same thing. You need to be free when you're hitting that golf ball. And, and yeah, there's a guy... Um, Carl Morris, he talks about the fact that you just need to hit the ball and see what happens. He's an amazing mental coach. Louis is a mental coach and listen to a bunch of tapes from him and he just says that you should, everyone's part of the forecast club. So constantly forecasting what's going to happen, forecast this water, blah, 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 bogey. Even birdie, you know, for myself, like if I'm saying I'm going to shoot six under today, what happens if I'm six under through six holes? And subconsciously you've already told yourself you're shooting six. So he says you should be in the see what happens club follow a bit of a process and just hit the ball and see what happens basically okay so, so sorry i just want to go to, so don't be in the foot so don't so don't we all forecast. do it yeah right, constantly so. forecasting you know and golf is designed to make us forecast you know there's hazards obviously we don't want to hit it there but it, all it's saying is hit it there in our mind subconsciously because we're focusing on the wrong thing right so if we can get our mind to the fairway and basically i mean i like to give all my clients two or three things to focus on one of them being probably the target and then maybe a couple little swing thoughts and then from there you follow that process and that produces good scores right because if you in the end a gust of wind can come up and blow your ball offline mm. anyway you know so yeah. yeah it's about following a process and 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 if you can do that for 18 holes that's what's more important than i mean okay. the scoring game is not a valid indication of how you've played a lot of the times so. no but it, but it but it is the what it's what matters. Yeah, but what makes you produce that is the process. I okay, okay, no, no, good. This, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing because yeah. see, as a so as a young man versus as a, a an, an older pro who's mm. someone, you yeah. know, yeah. seen everything, mate. Yeah, seen everything, hundred <laughs> percent. I've seen a lot too, just quietly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So don't be part of the forecast club. Be the see what happens club. Yeah, join the see what happens club. He reckons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. So hit the ball and see what happens. And I, I mean, I like to break it down a bit simpler for for the, the millennials that I coach and just say, just hit the ball like you don't care. In the end, you're just going to walk down there and hit it from somewhere anyway. You know, there's a care factor in what you're trying to do, but don't worry about the result. So, you know? so with coaching millennials, I want to get to your playing your playing mm. career as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but cool. we're, we're here now. We're so, here now. Yeah, yeah. So with coaching millennials, yeah. versus coaching middle aged, yeah, little middle-aged tryhards yeah yeah yeah. what's the difference oh i mean for me it's probably just the fact that i can just talk to them like a mate a bit more i mean obviously there's the older person i can do that as well which is great Mm. Uh, one of my favorite clients vic he's he's an older guy but he's we we just bro down like he's one of my good friends you know (laughs) but uh yeah so the millennials i guess it's more just the the relationship thing the fact you can be a bit straighter and maybe throw in an F-bomb here and there and, yeah. and get down to business and, and tell them how it really is. But, yeah, it's just a can probably you, relationship thing. Can you not tell a 50-plus-year-old 
In a nice How way. How it is? Yeah, oh, of course you can. Well, do, do they, I suppose the question is, do they yeah. listen? Yeah. Um, depends which one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously that's part of the challenge being a coach as well is you've just got to give the person the best delivery possible that they want to hear, you know, and a lot of the time it's, uh, it's a lot of positivity, you know, to get that one little negative across. It's... Um, <laughs> is it so i should i should um put sam in perspective for you physically so you're six foot six yeah yeah six exactly. foot six uh you know hair down to his shoulders just sort of little jesus mo and you know the blue eyes <laughs> like you know so as a figure um he you know you fan you know just great sort of advertisement for youth and mm. and you know and your age so yeah. you know like you wouldn't not, not the average golf pro put it that way no no you're not yeah. and, I, and I've looked at you a lot on Instagram so Sam's Instagram is send it Sam yep exactly. um, and being six foot six your swing's not a classic swing is it like no. you know because you have yeah. to bend you have to bend down to hit the ball mm. Mm. so is there anything wrong with that like um oh look it, it the, the, the issue is you start getting longer clubs to get your posture taller and they start getting a bit heavy and a bit... Yeah. I, I've sort of found that if I, if the clubs get too long for me, I don't feel like I've got as much, as much control. So, um, yeah, I mean, levels is a massive thing being tall, you know, going up and down. Obviously, you want to keep your head pretty level throughout your swing. You're obviously going to go up and down a little bit, but, you know, legs moving around a lot um, has been a big issue of mine and any tall person, really, mm. you know. So, yeah, golf, I mean, it means I've... My dad used to call it army golf. He's six foot seven, so it's left, right, left, <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And is he a good golfer? He was a four handicap golfer back in the day. Yeah, so he was a real good golfer. He, he actually wanted to be a professional, but his dad didn't let him. So he was just going, here you go, go down right. and play golf when I was young. So he was supporting me all the way, which is great. Yeah. And just to finish on the, the club championship you, when, mm. you, when you're 18. Yeah. Um, how, was, how was that in a formative sense for you as a golfer? Like, did you learn... Did you learn that, you know, oh, you can do it? Like, yeah. You, it's, was it's, it that sort of thing? Like, I, what did I, you, and what did your dad do? Yeah, Obviously, he was there. He was stoked. Yeah, he was, he was on My the... My boy! He was, he was caddying for me. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was great. We... Um, yeah, it's, it was one of those things that's like growing up and not winning a lot and sort of I was on the cusp of the state team my whole life, never could quite crack it and never really got a good win away and it was just, it's, it's a different thing to win and feel that, you know, like I, I grew up playing heaps of sports, so I was lots of soccer and tennis and basketball and all sorts, so I loved winning, um, but winning at golf is a whole other level, mm. you know. Um, a lot more people and a lot more challenges, so yeah, it was amazing. It was a, it was a good little feat. I remember you know? um, Todd Woodbridge said, that with his daughter playing golf is he he would prefer she played tennis because in tennis you get to win yeah yeah golf golf, some people some some people actually they never get to win at golf you know like they can be you know i'm assuming you're what are you a plus yeah probably around scratch now i mean okay yeah maybe if i played more i'm I'm probably playing the best golf of my life now which is the funniest thing but swinging at the best for sure but it's uh yeah, it's it's certainly about getting wiser. I mean, you look at the guys winning now. That Richard Brand, I think he's yeah. forty eight or something, Great. and he's just killing it. It's, yeah. uh, so there's no limit. I mean, it's, I think the only limit's the body. But um, yeah, as long as you keep that going. You can... So, so for your pro career, did you? Mm. You obviously you did your train traineeship. Yeah. At... So I finished my traineeship uh, when I was sort of twenty one. Uh, from there, basically got out of the shops. Um, three three years of a traineeship sort of ends up 
feeling like you, you don't want to be too much around golf clubs anymore. It's a bit of a trick. Well, it was for me anyway. So I ended up doing a bit of work in bars and then going away and playing uh, tournaments um, all around the Pacific. We used to play around Australia and the Pacific. So we got to go oh, Fiji, Samoa, New Caledonia and Tahiti and um, then over to Perth a little bit and down to Melbourne. And, yeah. and how did yeah. you go? Look, it was it was a struggle a lot of the time. To be honest, it was it was a constant search. Um, I would constantly be shooting three over and feeling like I played great, and it was just it seemed <laughs> yeah. like I would be having the worst score possible for yeah. how I've played. And it was just it was a couple of good finishes. Like um, I think I had a, a six under over in um, Vanuatu at one point. You know, at the Vanuatu Open and stuff. But it was uh, yeah, never quite cracked it. And then. The big one, I went over to Canada to qualifying school in 2016 for the Mackenzie Tour. So, I went over to Crown Isle, which is um, up the north of Vancouver Island in a place called like Courtney. Um, and four-day tournament, you pay like four grand to enter this tournament. So, I'd worked up to this for a little while, obviously. And um, nervous wreck rocking up to this joint and there's just these players just going everywhere and i was like okay we're doing this and and did and you recognize some of the players did you no i didn't know oh, anyone okay. yeah so that's that was part of the issue as well right? i did not not know one person which right. normally you can go and at least have someone to talk to and hang with but uh yeah so it was um yeah four-day tournament I, I got buddied on the way in by this guy and i thought this guy's buddying me like in australia so what does that mean oh well if you get buddied here it's not that good like hey buddy like i mean it sounds a bit derogatory oh, oh, oh. here in australia okay. sorry Being, i thought you meant that some guy became your best friend oh no no no. he said hey buddy or something and i was like <laughs> oh who's this guy like and it turns out over there that like your best mate's your buddy it's actually really nice to call someone buddy so yeah, i'm right. thinking straight up that i've just been Right, so you're already yeah. on the back foot. I thought I'd already been sledged by this guy. They call it chirping. I thought I'd be chirped by this guy already. And yeah, anyway, so um, hit the ball amazing the, for the four days. I only missed about five fairways, but I just couldn't get the ball in the hole, unfortunately. I putted right. terribly and uh, yeah. So, what's, was, so what is that? I mean, we, we, we face that as amateurs as well. We, you know, you, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I could have had 38 points, but oh. I bloody... It was it ridiculous. So Literally, so you're just jimming it around the hole. I, I probably missed 12 putts inside five foot and right. a few inside three. Yeah, look, I, it turns so out... So for a good putter... Yeah, well, a lot of my fundamentals had actually broken down by that point. Um, I was sort of leading up to the Q school and thinking that... Um, I was putting good and it was like, I don't really want to work too much on it. I want to keep it flowy before I go into it, you know. Um, but yeah, I, put, I played with this guy and he just held everything the first two days and like literally couldn't miss a putt from 50 foot. It looked like he was holding everything. And I went to him after a couple of days and I just said, where'd you learn to putt so good? And he said, there's these guys, Saunders Rogers Coaching Academy outside Vancouver. And um, I was like, mate, you're an epic putter. Anyway, so... Did you call him Buddy? Yeah, buddy. yeah. and then I go, Buddy, you're a great putter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, um, he ended up like hitting the ball. He was hitting these rope hooks around. It was the ugliest thing ever. I'm hitting these baby fade three woods into the fairway all day, playing awesome, and he's just rope hooking these things around and ended up like just making it because he hold everything and I'm there just going. It's certainly not in how you hit it this game, is it? So... Um, I ended up moving to Vancouver, uh, plan B for our little trip over there with me and the missus was to, to move over there anyway. And I, I went and saw these guys um, in the end, had two sessions with them and they're, yeah. one guy, he's an Aussie guy and, and an English guy and uh, they put biomechanics on you and all sorts of stuff. They've got this Quintech putting uh, lab, like a, what is it, like a track man for, um, for, for putting and um, 
Yeah, it turns out my weight was shifting a little bit back. My, so he, he said, feel your head through your feet, which was a really interesting one. But you feel your head move when your weight and your feet moves. So my head was shifting back because my weight in my feet was going to my back foot. So As you were putting. As I was putting. So I would stroke through and my weight would come back, you know, which is pretty so much li- what everyone does when they lift their head up, right? And that's why you want to keep your head down because that keeps your, your weight steady. When you're so putting. When you're putting, exactly. So I'm there putting through and as I'm coming to hit the ball, I'm shifting my weight to my back foot and in turn losing. So you can watch the ball go in. Losing your balance. Yeah, I want to see that ball go in. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like, I want to see that ball miss every time apparently, but... Yeah, so, yeah, that was happening. And also they're big on, basically they're two massive things, a body connection and and balance. So my weight was shifting and then I also wasn't very connected. They believe in pretty much at least the upper armpit area, like down not quite to your elbows, should be connected to your side. And so you get that connection there and, uh, and that allows you to sort of return to the same point a lot easier. Whereas if your arms are just hanging there, you can return to any point, basically, they say. So with the body connection and, and the weight. So for me, I sort of had to feel like my weight was a little on my left side and I keep it there throughout my stroke. And then basically just tuck my right arm in to my side and then I was hitting like some perfect putts. I hit this point zero zero one. They're like, wow, I've only seen that once before. And I was like, oh, cool. So- Hang on, so you hit... You hit 1.001? Yeah, like the face angle was 0.001 <laughs> or 00. Okay, yeah. so how wide does the face get? Oh, well, I mean, how wide can the angle be? Yeah. Oh, like for the amateur? Five, five to five ten degrees. degrees. Could be anything. I mean, a lot of guys cut across it, have to have an open face. And yeah, right. Yeah, so it could be. So then, so, um, yeah, so I keep coming back to this guy who I spoke to called The Fly. Yes, right. Yeah, I heard about him so in the, in the he, Bruce yeah, podcast. Yeah, Bruce thing as yeah. well. And he said, and and Bruce was saying he is a magnificent putter, just mm. a genius. Yep. So he just tightens his, he said to me, mm. mate, we're going to tighten your gut muscles. I heard that. As, I was like, tight, I'll try that. Yeah. yeah. So, so as a professional, yeah. are you still on the lookout? Because I think what you're yeah. saying is really interesting. Mm. Because you see the you see the pros tucking their oh well this is the thing now so you're seeing like Zach Zolateris and and Rose are doing it and that's exactly what I've started to do so I'm tucking the right the right the right arm but it's what I've been working on for years right I've yeah. been trying to do this and now the boys are all doing it on tour it's, and also the biggest well it was another two things as well as the timing the tempo of the putting it's amazing how sweet you can hit a putt with the right tempo if you are coming through a little quick. You get nowhere near as good connection as if you just there's that little bit slower connection through the ball. It hits a little bit heavier. So I, slow, I, that's, slow back. Uh, every every putting lesson I do is a lot of it's tempo. You know, everyone pretty much takes it back too slow and comes through too quick. So it's slow and oh, they think What do you say that for? And then they're going <laughs> boom. Whereas we want to go, we want to pull the trigger on the way back. That's what I say to my clients. We've got to go bang, bang. You watch anyone on tour, they're pulling the trigger just as much on the way back as they are on the way through. Oh, you just you've killed, I've just ruined him. You need to stop talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's really, it's, it's really interesting because we all have different... Yeah, well, I mean, it is, there's so many different ways to do it. But, and, okay. and finishing quite low and short. And this is what all the guys on tour are doing now. I'm sorry, but... You don't have to do what they're doing on no, tour. No, just, but no it's, it's interesting. Mm. And I'm sure someone listening to this is driving along in their car and they're looking off to the top left now and they're, mm. they're thinking, going, oh, low and short. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so it's interesting. Mm. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. I mean, there's so many ways to do it, right? And you had your hole in one and you won the Merc. And, yeah, have you still got it? One. 
No, sold, just sell it sold straight them, away. Yeah, they offered me fifty-eight thousand cash for the car, and I took the car and I sold it for sixty-seven. So, so that was big. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the best six sign of my life for sure. So, um, yeah, down in Albury, basically one hundred and seventy-eight meter hole, and uh, I was in my pre-shot routine. And just before that, I was thinking if there is ever a time to concentrate on the pin, it's now. And I'm just I'm staring at the pin, and I was getting pretty serious about it. I was getting a bit aggro with myself. I remember it quite quite well. And then I was in my pre-shot routine, and the guy I was travelling with yelled out to me from the other fairway, Shane Cochran. He said, "Have it with me if you hole it, Sammy." <laughs> and I just said, "Yeah, maybe." And oh, then walked shit. in. So and imagine hit, if you said yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I said, yeah, maybe. I think he'd already played the hole, so he was just taking the piss, but I'm just going, yeah, maybe. And uh, hit this perfect baby fade and landed dead in line with it. And I was like, that's that's a chance. And then it rolled up. The green was a bit right to left, and it looked like with the fade, it was just sitting on the right lip. And then all of a sudden, it just dropped in. Ball disappeared. <laughs> launched the club in the air. <laughs> launched the hat. Shane Cochran, he's like 120 kilo, <laughs> running at me with... Do a huge Toyota <laughs> hug. It was just like, ah! Yeah, unbelievable. Is he going, did, did we win it? Yeah. Did we win it? Yeah, I think I bought him a couple of schooners. Yeah, I yeah, bet you did. For sure. And then I saw on your Instagram as well, you played with uh, Kelly Slater. Yeah, at, yeah, I was lucky enough with, to get a few holes in with the big Kelly. Yeah, so... Um, look, just a quick name drop. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Brett Ogle and he said that he'd played... Uh, Kelly Slater had been on the golf show with him and he said it was great mm. but he was the most competitive person he's ever spent time oh, with on a yeah. golf course yeah. and and he, so Brett said he was, he's trying to do a golf interview with him and all he wanted to do is kick his ass all yeah. Kelly wanted was to was to beat beat the pro so what yeah you know, I think it, that's definitely the vibe that I sort of got as well um we had a couple of really good chats I asked him some good questions but I mean he wouldn't come to talk to you, you have to go out of your way to ask him a question. Yeah, right. A lot of the time he give me a great answer. Um, so he doesn't ask questions? Not so much. He's, he's pretty in his, in his element. He's an amazing dude. He's pretty like he was all about the sunset and, and looking at the, the whole place and he was blown away, you know. He was in the moment big time. I think that's one the most amazing thing about yeah. him. He's an amazing human. He was just in the moment. He was there and he's so present. Um, but yeah, so I was down at Longy and I saw Lucas Bates, who's an old um, pro friend of mine, um, been around Longree for all years, amazing golfer in him, himself. Um, but he was down there, I hadn't seen him in months and he was living in Orange at the time. I said, Bates, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I've moved back to Avalon and I'm, I'm about to have a game with Ronnie Blakey and Kelly Slater. I was like, really? <laughs> when? Yeah, right. And he's like, 15 minutes? I was like, yeah, cool. So... I ended up coming back to the putting green. I was having a couple of putts with the boys, shooting the shit, kind of looked like, like I knew what I was doing a little bit and and uh, didn't say much there. But I had a lesson with uh, with Kath, one of the uh, Empower uh, golfers. We use uh, a four-wheel drive wheelchair type yeah. style machine that stands them up. And so we drive over to the first tee and I said, Kath, we just got to watch Kelly uh, tee off the first tee here. He came straight over and he was like, what's this machine? It's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, so they tee off and then uh, after my lesson, I went out and saw him and, and, I, and it was about a oh, quarter to five and Batesy mentioned that he had to go to work and I said, oh, well, boys, what are you doing after? Batesy's got to leave in 15 minutes. Are you keen to play a few more? And they said, yeah, for sure. I sort of caddied Kelly around for a couple of holes before that and sort of hung with the boys. I was like, am I sort of uh, intruding here? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure they're vibing me being here. This is cool. So right. I was caddying him around a little bit and I heard Bates was leaving and they said, yeah, I'd love to play a few more. So I went off and played a couple of holes and warmed up. I'm like about to play with Kelly, get it going. Yeah. And uh, so did, uh, do you get, ner- were you nervous? Did yeah. You- oh yeah, yeah, for sure. 
definitely. Um, and, it doesn't so, take and, much to get nerves after not playing tournaments for a while. You yeah, know? but so what are you nervous about? Um, you just want to perform in front of the big dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got one shot, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah potentially. Um, yeah, remember the longy pro for hitting one past him or something. But yeah, so we ended up. Um, I think they finished the ninth at Longy, and it's obviously you go 10, 11, 12. But I said, look, there's no one coming down 14. We should go play 15, 16, 17, 18 before it gets dark. So we, I took him up the headland and uh, we teed off 15. And Kelly stood up and he obviously knew his first hole with the pro and he's rinsed this low draw up there. And it's just gone. He hit a good one. I don't reckon he could have got much more out of it, put it that way. And then I stood up, teed one real high, and I've just launched one, pretty much the best drive I could hit. And I hit it about 50 past him, mate. It was so good. <laughs> got up there, he didn't say a word. And this is where really? the competitive side comes out. Yeah, he didn't say a word and then pulls out seven on. So I've obviously revved it Hang up. Hang on, one hole? 15. Okay, yeah. It must have been a bit downwind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's hasn't said a word the whole way up there. Seen him a bit past him, obviously. And then he pulls out this seven iron. And hits this draw that literally landed on the pin. The pin is like, you know, a centimetre wide. It landed, it drew and landed directly in line with the pin. I was like, do not fire up Kelly Slater. <laughs> so 15, well, 15 at Longreef is a par five up the hill. Yep, par five. So he's hit driver seven, driver nine, seven like nine, two foot. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it was like five foot. Yeah, right. And I've hit nine nine over the back and then I actually was in the long downhill grass there. Mm. And I hit this amazing... I'm like, oh, if there's ever a time you've got to show off in front of Kelly with a short game, I've just hit a beautiful little flop and it's rolled down. It's actually Kelly was yelling at my ball to get in the hole. So it right. was pretty good. He's like, get in. It finished a couple, good couple inches away. So it was a good shot, basically. Great. But yeah, then we played another couple and had a great chat. And yeah, um, ended up hanging out with the boys after for a little bit. They're having some pretty big conversations. I think there was this photographer guy there. His name's Hollywood. And he's like, do you think it'd be too much if we did a photo shoot with a goat on you? And like, and Kelly's like, I'm like, what am I listening to here? And he's like, oh, Kelly's oh, like, the goat, because he's the goat. He's the goat. Yeah, he's like, oh, not if we got like Tom Brady and a couple of the other boys to do it. I could probably get Brady to do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I listening to here? This is gnarly. So did you, with his competitiveness, do you sort of watch him and go, I can learn something from? I mean, I'm not saying that every moment should be a learning moment, but but do you, well. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. It's 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 a bit of a trick. Like for me, it just left. He's just like a optimal human. You know, he's so into his health foods, and he's he's just like wants to be the best he can be, and and strives for that. And then he he spends all his time doing the things that he loves, but he's also doing things that are making him better. You know, he's becoming a better golfer, and I think I've, I've heard him say that because he's got so good at golf, it's actually made him a lot more aware of where his body is, even when he's surfing and stuff. So, I mean, even when I surf or snowboard and I come back to golf, I feel like I'm all, I'm playing better golf because it's it's that flow state that you're trying to get into, right? You, you're not trying not to think too much, and snowboarding and surfing is that when you're on a wave, you're not thinking about anything else. I mean, I'm sure you know better than anyone. No, you I surf a bit? No, I don't. No, I don't. I just try and stand up, and then yeah, once yeah. I'm standing, <laughs> try not to fall over. That's like me. <laughs> yeah, my surfing's a bit more like my, a bit yeah. like my golf. Um, oh, it's quite good. It's a, the f- the flow state. Mm, big one. So just to, sorry, just explain. Yeah, so I mean, it's like when you when you've had a round and you don't really remember what's happened the first nine holes, but you're playing well. Mm. I'm sure everyone's kind of had that mm. feeling. And you go, what just happened? And you go, oh, shit, I'm 
four or five better than my handicap here and then flow state chow see you later <laughs> it's like, yeah, so you, what happens well you start i thinking. think you start thinking about it mm. you know you obviously you start thinking about it. i mean bruce i'm pretty sure he put it pretty well in the last one he was just talking about there is not really a fix for that you know i think he was saying that there is no way not to think about what you're doing out there so it's about sort of just i feel like it's about doing it more and and putting yourself in that situation to then next time maybe do a bit differently but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's the flow state's obviously a lot easier for some people to find than others. You look at the guys on tour, and they're they're finding it pretty regularly. But they've also got a whole team and yeah, a life behind them of helping them find it. But yeah, I mean, so so what about trying to block out things? So, I, so one of the symptoms of what you're talking about is you mm. you know you I, look. I, I don't want to know my score after nine. Don't, just don't tell me. Yeah, you know, you say 100%. to someone if you think you're playing well, you go. And then yeah. the, the third person will go, geez, you must be bloody. Oh, yeah. And you sh- Oh, mate, but it's, honestly, it's as, even as simple as, like, I remember playing at Terry Hills in the Wags program once, and I was hitting the ball amazing. And I was just playing great. And this guy goes, I'm playing with, who is, like, my sponsor, he goes, God, you're hitting the ball well today. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, I was just, like, started hitting shots all over yeah. the shop. And it's just, it, it takes as little as that. Even for me, I had one at Q school. I had like the people in my, my billets I was staying with just randomly left on like the 10th hole. And I was like, where'd they go? And then all of a sudden I started hitting a couple of rogue shots, you know, because my focus left where yeah. it needed to be triggered, where it needed to be, you know, mm. and it's, uh, it's such a fine line. It's kind of like walking the labyrinth around the golf course and, mm. and you got to have... And, and I think that's why 18, well, I think that's why 18 holes is, is a good number mm. because yeah. you've got to really bloody... Because 18 holes. You've got to pull it together for a long time. Long Obviously, time. you're not doing it for four and a half hours, but to still switch on, switch off and get in the shot. And Yeah. But I, I listened to um, Lee Westwood because he's got his wife on the bag now. Mm. Um, and apparently... Did all you they, hang out the washing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine it. <laughs> That's all they talk about in between it's shots. That's oh what they God. want to talk about. And, and Lee West was like, we're having the most fun we've ever had. I'm not thinking about in between shots. He's not thinking about the next shot. He's just shooting the shit with his missus, basically. Yeah, right. right. Um, and that's that's where because you can't be switched on for four and a half hours. It just no. doesn't happen, right? The, the focus needs to be there. But if your mind is on the one thing for four and a half hours, I don't think anyone can no. do anything that well. Um, okay. Yeah. But the surfing and, and the snowboarding for me, it's like I go away and you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're going there. That's it. And then you come back and it's the golf's the same. I just want to hit it there. So just right. hit it there. You so know? I think that with that first thought you were saying is just hit it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So I just sorry, I just want to go back again because yeah. I've forgotten already. Yeah, it's don't forecast. Just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, join the see what happens club. Join the see. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> just see see what happens club. All right, good. <laughs> right, that um, one down. Look at just a big ca- membership feast. A, <laughs> a couple of things. Um, you, you do work with uh, disabled golfers, mm-hmm. so um, th- and there is a push to get everyone into the game of golf. Yep, and, which is this what is, I'm, I'm huge about. Yeah, yeah. So how difficult is it to? Because we're talking, it's well. I mean, I've I've seen you coaching, um, and they, and these are these amazing wheelchairs, the four wheel drives, and the seat pops up, and they, 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 yeah. they then forty thousand dollar German engineered machine. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So how hard is it to teach someone? In, you know, with a full spinal yep. to play well, a game that requires, well, everything that we- Exactly, you know. So, obviously, there's there's serious limitations for a lot of people. Um, but it's more about um, working to their limitations. And, and I mean, it's, it's like you get them to the best that they can be. It's amazing how much they'll improve, even if they can only hit a ball. 
uh, 20 meters to start you know if, if they come and get more lessons they'll be hitting it close to 100 and, and it's the thing is i'm literally having to make up stuff for these clients there's no book that's been written <laughs> on how to teach this guy that can't move that side or this yeah. arm or that because everyone's so different so it's made me a much better coach for sure because yeah. I, i've really got to think about there's no there's no way to do it um but I'm certainly coming up with some tricks and, and it's amazing. I mean, because these people's legs a lot of the time, because it, it can be from anywhere from someone with Parkinson's, so they've just got a little bit of a balance issue or yeah. someone's had a stroke or you've got a full quadriplegic or someone with multiple sclerosis or even a lot of kids with autism who don't use the machine or something like that. So, um, But the fact that these people's legs are bolted in and they can't move their knees, the dispersion is so tiny. Everyone hits it so straight. Because you can't move your legs. So, oh. all the wide stuff in golf, it turns out, comes from legs moving all over the shop. So, if you were to stand there with your legs bolted in, you can still obviously rotate your upper half. Mm. You'll hit it way straighter. Mm. So, it's been a big thing. But also, <laughs> oh the God. legs is where all our power comes from. So, we've got to move oh. them, right? So, anyway, we'll leave it there. There's, um, <laughs> there's a guy who does the Empower Golf uh, who's a... I can't remember his name, but he's a South African. He's a former Olympian, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he hits it like 270 or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and his family, which I think just, they reckon he's cheating because yeah. his legs don't move. Because his legs don't move. They go, yeah. so it's not fair. He's got one thing less. Yeah, less to move. 100%, yeah. mate. That is what I believe in for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And he's, but he also said there's bunkers that he can't go in, so he's got to take a drop and take the shot penalty. Yeah. So he said that evens the field a bit. Oh, I'm just there going you go. looking at him. That's cool. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, Mate, there's lots of different ways to do it, but um, certainly moving your legs around a lot. I mean, even for me, the less I move my legs, I've been a slider of the legs my whole life. So mm. the less I move my legs, the way better I play, for sure. So I'm hitting it way softer and easier and moving my legs less than ever now, and I'm playing by far my best golf. Right. Know. So the, we've got our. Don't uh, move your legs. We've got, we're not allowed to move our legs. <laughs> we've got our, our weight centered when we're putting. We're tucking our shirt into our armpits. You caddied for Andrew Campbell in the PGA and the Australian Open as well. Yeah, and the Aussie Open. As well. yeah. yeah, that was an awesome experience for the yeah. boys. Yeah, and so I remember seeing you both there, and it was, and I've just never seen. Um, I, I actually don't think I've ever seen such positivity. Oh, nice. Like, you know, like yeah. the two of you. Are, yeah, like yeah, yeah, we were having hey, literally. You know, we've been we've been working. At, I mean, so Andrew Campbell was a. We did our traineeship together mm. uh, 10, 12 years ago, and we sort of chased the dream around together for ages. I came back from Canada, and then. Um, sort of realized that I don't want to be 30 and still have all my money spent on golf trips. Um, so he kept on going and basically got to a point he got a start in the Aussie Open and I was lucky enough to get on the bag for him. And yeah, we just, uh, it was sort of one of those childhood dreams, you know, playing the Aussie Open, the fact we could be out there together. And he played amazing. Unfortunately, missed the cut, but yeah. we had a cracking couple of days and he played He played great. He, sh- he should have done a lot better. So so how do you, as, as a mate... Mm. And I've, you know, I've spoken to a few caddies. Um, how do you reconcile his playing great but not scoring well mm. as his best mate on the bag? Like, yeah. Oh, well, it's pretty heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, because you just. Go, I mean, I think it was the the second round. He teed off the tenth. Oh no, teed off the first. Pushed it about ten meters, twenty meters right of the fairway, and there's like one tree. <laughs> one tree within like. 50 meters either way of us and he's stymie literally chipped it out backwards like that's how stymie he was and it's just like when that starts happening you're just going okay 
oh, that first hole, you know, but all, all sorts of stuff. Putts didn't drop and got a bit unlucky here and there. But I mean, that's golf, you know. Yeah. You just got to keep keep putting yourself in it. So he then missed the um, missed the cut. Went up to the PGA to the pre-qualify on the Monday. Shot five under and pre-qualified. There was like three spots. And yeah. it was like, are you kidding? He calls me up. He's like, Ruzzy, you want to come up to the <laughs> yeah. Gold Coast? I've just qualified. I'm like, what? Yeah, so that was unbelievable. So, yeah, and up, up to Royal Pines. Yeah. Mate, I think he had one of the worst first rounds um, you could ever imagine, the poor guy. He was heartbroken. Um the guy didn't say a word for a, for a good couple of hours. It took about a bottle of Shardy to get some, some fun out of him. <laughs> right. And so, you know, how do you how do you keep pushing the positivity? Or do you, is there a point where you just have to stop? And Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously have to still be there as a mate and be as supportive and positive as, as possible, 100%. I mean, it, it definitely the positivity didn't stop. Mm. Obviously, when it when it gets past the but point it's not, of too going, far gone, yeah, you're not going. You're great. No, you're gr- no, you're going, dude. You're great. You're going, mate. It's all good. And there's plenty more. Yeah, okay. to see. You know, okay. And it's um, and you've had a good crack just to get here's been great, mate. Think about yeah the experience you've got and and even just being there and playing that and experiencing it is is huge for the future. Okay. You know, even if you haven't quite succeeded. All right. And so you've kept yourself in the game as a coach and, you know, and you're doing really well. And then you've also got this side. Yeah. So. Hustle. Uh, it's a yeah. side hustle. Well, it's, it's, sort of it's getting my coveted, passion, basically. But, yeah. My yeah. passion's all coming into this is sort of um, where I want uh, to spend a lot of my time in the future for sure. It's, so it's, it's called Laysan, Laysan Golf. Uh, there's a type of albatross called a Laysan albatross. So that's where the names come from. Um, but we're basically doing golf events, um, trying to make golf accessible and, and fun and, and cool. And, and basically, um, I'm sure you're going to talk about a lot soon. There's, there's been a lot of millennials to golf um, yeah. over the last oh, COVID times. So um, Some would say too many. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right, 100%. No, I don't you, think... I, I, I mean, not game anywhere. I reckon as long as everyone's playing the game, you know, having yeah. a go... Yeah, I think, you know, once uh, once it settles down a little bit, mm. it'll probably be all right. I mean, it's pretty gnarly out there at the moment. I've, oh, it's crazy. You can't even... So, you, we're, I should say, we're in New South Wales and in Victoria, there is there is no golf. So, when they do shutdowns in Victoria, they literally shut the golf courses, which is devastating. Mm. We're pretty lucky inside. You know, we play in pairs. Yeah, so basically, the, the start of COVID, it was kind of like everything stopped other than golf. Mm. Um, so And horse racing. And horse racing, of course, and, and, and the NRL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figure that. All right. So, so Laysons is it's food. Yeah. It's so it's a it's yeah, a golf so event and food and it's, it's any sort of golf event. We started our, our first event we had the other week at Terry Hills Par Three. Yeah, I don't know if you're. Uh, That's great. I go there amazing. with my son. Yeah, so it's literally one of the best short game facilities anywhere. Uh, it's golf under lights uh, as well, which is really cool. So the longest hole is about a hundred meters. Uh, shortest hole is about forty. And it's all made out of cooch. It's beautifully sculpted. Mm. The greens it's are really a, good considering. Joint. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the, the, I'm basically putting long tables outside, beautiful fine dining with some beautiful wine, maybe a two or three course sort of feed out, like outdoor long lunch vibes. Um, and it went amazing. Uh, super good feedback from everyone. We do an hour and a half of golf tuition uh, with like three golf pros at the start after a little welcome drink and stuff. And then, so yeah, we've also... Um, sort of 
done a couple of events at Moore Park yep. uh, with only Neve. So Snapchat have done a couple of events with us and we're done basically making golf accessible for... We want the whole office to come when it comes to the corporate stuff. So the idea is that we're going to start doing a bit of corporate gigs. Um, but at the moment, golf days, all it is is your, your golfers that are going to the golf days, right? So we're trying to make it accessible for the whole office to come down and get a bit of golf tuition in there. And for someone who is brand new to the game, yeah, what do they... What, what should they keep in mind? Well, I mean, the fact that if you just go away from that first time hitting one good shot and you can then say you're a golfer, that, that is literally what, what heaps of the... We had a bunch of girls come up um, to our first event and none of them have played and they've all come and they all think that they're golfers now. You know, just one shot is all it takes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there right. you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's seriously. And, it, and it's, I mean, so much interest. People just think golf's amazing now. It's, it hasn't taken much, but it's... Yeah. Uh, especially people my age, everyone's into it. It's ridiculous, so... It's funny, you should have you could, you could have a hat or a sticker or something. So when they get their first good shot, you One give them a sticker going golf takes. no golfer. Golfer. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone walks out, you've got your golfer sticker. Yeah, I'm a golfer. <laughs> Seriously, it's all mate, it's um it's really exciting. So Great. it's good. And and all the girls are vibing. Since then we've had a bunch of Saturdays, we've gone up with a pretty solid crew to Terry Hills Par three in the yep. morning and yeah, they're all into it. So basically, and then from there, we want to do some golf party style events. So there's a place in Brookvale. We want to set up a simulator out the back, maybe a few putt-putt holes and, and put on some music and some food. And yeah, basically trying to bring golf into a bit more of a tasteful package, you know. Basically, the way I've sort of explained it with our first lace event, if you don't like golf like this, you never will. There's wine, yeah, right. there's food. Yeah, right. and, and it's like, it's packaged up beautifully. Okay. So. Well, that's called Lace and you'll find them online. And yeah, Lace and Golf on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Lace and Golf on Instagram. Um, and when COVID's gone, I'm sure that'll be Yeah, we'll be fine, on. for sure. Well, yeah. Sam, real pleasure to talk to you. Mm, um, you. I think the, the game's in great shape with people like you, just great enthusiasm and, you know, and, and a good slant on the game. And we've learnt some... Big things today. Yeah, well, there's a lot in there. Calm sure. down. Stop dancing while you're hitting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> stop. No dance floor, more golf. All right, Sam yeah. Newbrin, you're a, you're a, you're a ripper. Thanks, Thanks very much. Cheers, Andrew. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.